This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Tactical Breakdown series. Now, this is usually the show in which we look at the players that have been linked to Arsenal and break them down in a statistical and analytical way with the help of some expert insights. But is this being part of the Honeymoon series? Slightly different look to today's show. It's more of a discussion topic of which is a challenge for myself considering this is a pre-record uh, so the only discussion I'm going to be doing is internally. But of course, with this premiering live, it does mean that you guys in the chat box will be able to have your comments. And if you're watching this indeed on catch up, then you can leave your comments in the description or the comment section down below. So make sure you do that. But the idea of this show is to look through a number of players that have been linked to Arsenal, who the Gunners could look to therefore go and sign in January. A little bit of extra discussion around the areas that Arsenal need to strengthen but we're going to be running through about eight or so different targets that could end up at the club based upon links we've already seen so do make sure you drop a like on the video do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show I hope you're enjoying this pre-recorded content that's going out whilst I'm probably at this point in time sunning myself on a poolside somewhere not to make any of you jealous whatsoever however let's kick off with our first player which is Yuri Tielemans, Leicester City midfielder, 25 years of age, central midfielder. Estimated price would probably be around £20 million considering the fact his deal expires at the end of the season. Seven appearances so far, zero goals, one assist, and has suffered from three specific injuries across his career. Now, of course, these statistics are taken as of 16th of September. Uh, so anything that happened in the weekend of Arsenal playing Brentford, of course, won't be included in any of these statistics. However, Yuri Tillemans was a player that was linked to Arsenal considerably across the last summer transfer window, and even as far back as the January window in 2022. Arsenal didn't move for him. And that kind of raises a fair few questions for me around the player. Although he's experienced, Premier League ready, Belgian international, there's just something that is clearly holding the club back. And in that same sense, it's holding me back from kind of committing to the idea that Tillemans is the right player for Arsenal. You would operate in that left-hand side number eight role, providing plenty of competition for 
Granite Xhaka, but there's an argument that Fabio Vieira could also provide the same amount of competition for that position as Tillemans. He's not a defensive midfielder, and despite having played or operated in that number six role for Leicester, it's not gone particularly well. He's not shone in that area, and his defensive stats, whilst are okay, are not of the level that Arsenal require if they're going to spend an amount of money on a player that's going to join in January of this kind of stature. It would be a little bit surprising to see him ultimately leave Leicester on a free in the summer. So a January move could be likely. But just for me, I'm not sure I see Tillemans as the right person for Arsenal to go for during that window. Now, Douglas Louise, of course, is a bit different. Aston Villa midfielder, plays central midfield, can play the number six role more so than Tillemans has more experience of playing it than the Belgian. However is much more so still a number eight uh, and plays, as Aston Villa fans will tell you, about 10 times better than him. Um, An estimated price tag of around £20 million comes from the fact that Arsenal bid 25. It was rejected. However, his contract situation would, you'd imagine, still be the same, meaning that it would expire with six months left. If Arsenal were to go in at the start of the January window, giving Aston Villa time to find a potential replacement, I think they'd be more amenable to discussions and potentially a deal around that kind of figure again would be more acceptable to Villa. Seven appearances, two goals, one of them, of course, coming against Arsenal, that direct corner kick. And he suffered from three injuries separately so far. I like Douglas Louise, but there are other kind of problems with this one. Um, Whilst I like his age profile, and I think that he can certainly do a job for Arsenal and would come in as a potential Mohamed Elneny replacement, there's always going to be something about the idea that if we're going to sign someone in this position that plays mainly as a six or an eight, that we could arguably go for someone just that significant level higher, if that makes sense. If you're investing in a 24-year-old, you you know what you're going to get from them, really, that age. Yes, they can still improve. Yes, they can get a bit better. And the 24 is by no means the ultimate peak. But it is about where the peak of a central midfielder is just before. So Douglas Louise, whilst I think would be a very competent replacement for Mohamed Elneny and provide plenty of competition at both number eight and, to a lesser extent, the number six role, there's just something that holds me back again a little bit like Tillemans. That isn't the case for Danilo. Now, Danilo, Palmeiras central um, or defensive midfielder more so, uh, but can play slightly further forward as shown by his goal record. 21 years of age, estimated price tag, probably around the 20 to 25 million pound price bracket, potentially maybe a little bit higher. But now with the January window opening and Brazil able to find more replacements for him, they might be more amenable to a sale. 47 appearances in 2022, if you know that the Brazilian league runs in a different kind of seasonal period than the Premier League and other European leagues. Seven goals, three assists, one red card, no injuries to speak of at this point. He is certainly probably the most exciting player, especially out of Palmeiras, potentially even out of Brazil at a senior level at this stage. Uh, Of course, there's some attacking players, but specifically in kind of the midfield area, Danilo is shining. And adding a 21-year-old to replace Elneny, who's got this much level of potential, plays the number six role brilliantly, can progress the ball, can play it in the style that we play it in, which is Partey not only covering and sweeping, but also adding more to the forward line. He's great for that. And the seven goals and three assists certainly show how progressive he can be for Palmeiras. 21 years of age is a great age profile. I don't think it's necessarily a risk like we have seen with potentially some players that we need to transition. I think when you're bringing this kind of player in at this kind of that figure at this kind of age, there's nowhere near as much of a risk as there is for, say, a mid-20s player that if you sign them for a certain figure, making sure you get 
what you've paid for could be tricky if their performance dips in the next couple of years as they reach kind of their mid to late twenties. Whereas for a, a 21 year old going into their 22, 23, 24, you'd expect only for their value to increase. So that's certainly on his side of things. If Arsenal were to go for Danilo and I am of the understanding that he's very much on the club's radar and they would be potentially open to trying to do a deal in January, I think it would be the savviest move of the group. Now, moving to the forward line, the other position obviously is this wide player position. Now, Arsenal's wide options at the moment include Saka, Marquinhos, Smith-Rowe and Martinelli with Eddie Nketiah, Fabio Vieira and Gabriel Jesus all providing potential depth in those wide positions as well. Reese Nelson is still at the club, but it's unlikely he would be involved. Mikalo Mudrik is a target of Arsenal's, is appreciated by Arsenal, and as with his interview with Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports, would be open to a move to Arsenal and find it very hard to say no. Shakhtar Zinets winner, mainly playing on the left-hand side, 21 years of age, estimated price tag at around 35 to £40 million. Five appearances so far, two goals in the Champions League, which I'm sure you've all seen by now with the viral videos that have gone around, three assists, no injuries to speak of. He just kind of jumps off the page when you watch him. Electric, quick, technically great. Needs to work on his finishing product, or at least I thought he did before this season started. Has been working on his final ball, final product, and is looking good, especially against some top sides in the Champions League. If Arsenal can get hold of of, of Mikalo Mudrik, I think that adds a brilliant level of depth, quality, and potential to the Arsenal front line. If they can do this deal in January, it would be a big plus to their end of season hopes and chances. And of course, add so much more coverage and depth of quality to the team when they need to rotate across what we hope to be a Europa League knockout stage, but even also the FA Cup, other cup competitions, and of course, the Premier League rotation, which is going to come thick and fast next season. If Arsenal were to get, which I know seems unlikely, to the final of the Europa League, Carabao Cup and FA Cup, they would have to play a maximum of, well, a minimum of 44 games across 24 weeks. Depth in that position is going to be key. And that's why he's not the only one that we've been linked to. In the summer, Pedro Neto, according to The Athletic, was Arsenal's number one target for that wide position. Links did go quiet towards the real end of the window, toward deadline day, as Arsenal were effectively told that any figure that they could offer in this window would not be ready to be accepted. He's got a brand new contract that he signed this year all the way through to 2027. And at 22 years of age, is worth a hell of a lot with Premier League experience. However, it's not really put the effort in terms of goals and assists. Seven appearances so far for Wolves this season, no goals, no assists. And of course, has suffered a significant injury where he fractured his patella against Fulham a couple of years ago. So there is all of that to worry about and all of that to consider if you are going to put in a bid, which an estimated price tag for Neto with that length of contract is anywhere upwards of £50 million without question. Arsenal might find it tricky to do that. And when a player like Mikhailo Mudrik at one year younger is already showing, I think, more excitement potentially at his age. And on that left-hand side, if Martinelli has a future to play more so through the middle, I think Mudrik might just edge the idea of bringing in Neto for significantly more money. The other wide player, of course, who's remained with his team this summer is Cody Gakpo, whose form has just smashed through into 2022-23. PSV, wide forward, 22 years of age, estimated price tag between 40 and 50 million. 12 appearances so far, nine goals, six assists. He got over 30 goal contributions last season. Has had a few injury issues, but nothing to really, really kind of alert any red flags of any meaning. Left-sided, can play through the middle, completely different kind of formula to what Arsenal have seen in terms of a player style. He's taller, 
he's more powerful um, and can play through the middle as well, which would be of a benefit to Arteta's liking of versatile players. Not the same as Mudrick, not as explosive as Mudrick. More like kind of he's got raw pace, but he's not as explosive. I don't feel as as Mudrick is in the same way. But he's by no means slow. He is still fast, but it's kind of a a sprint speed rather than a burst of acceleration, as you see from Mudrick. Um, not as low center of gravity, so can't necessarily twist and turn away from certain dribbles as much as the likes of Mudrick can, but still good on the ball for a taller player and offers a lot more. As I say, he's powerful. He gets into the box, and Arteta likes the idea of powerful players. He's expensive. We'll certainly have a lot of teams after him, um, and his goals and appearances uh, and assists certainly back that. If they do let him go in January after having signed a brand new deal now, it is going to be for a big, big fee. But he is open to move to the Premier League. He is open to move into a club like Arsenal. Man United were very interesting at the end of last season. He could be the one that Arsenal go for in the end. Another player linked with the move to the club is Marco Asensio, and yet another player whose contract expires at the end of the season. Real Madrid, wide playmaker rather than a wide forward or a winger. He's more of your Fabio Vieira, Martin Odegaard, imagining them in a wide position. And Emil Smith-Rowe, if you like, kind of goal-scoring wide player, but not what you would describe as a winger. 26, one of the oldest on this list. Estimated price, I would imagine, around the £20 million figure, potentially less than that, considering he would only have six months left on his deal come January. Three appearances, one goal, no assists. Kicked a water box in the last game I saw for Real Madrid when he didn't get brought off the bench. And Ancelotti actually was asked about that and said it's understandable that he's angry. His injury history is not great. He actually suffered a serious knee injury against Arsenal in a preseason friendly a few years ago. Hasn't necessarily looked like the same player that I thought he was going to be developing when he came through at Mallorca, moved to Real Madrid, went on loan to Espanyol, got into double digits for assists in a single season, and then turned into more of a goal-scoring player later on down the line for Real Madrid. Has scored some big goals in big games like Champions League finals, Super Cup finals. Some amazing goals are in his register. He can score multiple goals in games. I think he scored upwards of three or four against Mallorca last season. He has something about him, but I just don't see why that link makes too much sense when we have Erdegaard, we have Vieira, we have Smith-Rowe. I don't think he's the style of player Arsenal need at all. And I think that a Mudrik or a Gakpo or a Neto are certainly more to what Arsenal need to try and bring in in a wide position. I would have looked to maybe bring him in on loan for this season in the summer over anyone. Like, you know, if you think of an option to bring someone in on loan over bringing in nobody, I don't think it would have been too bad of a deal for Arsenal to see him come into the team for a season. And then he, say, signs a one-year extension of Real Madrid like we've done with Nelson and Maitland-Niles to a lesser degree. I would have been okay with that just to see what he could potentially do with an option. But I don't think I'd sign him in January. I don't think that he's worth more to us than one of those natural winger players is. So there, not too keen on that. Now, one of the latest links to Arsenal at the moment is Jesper Lindstrom, Frankfurt attacking midfielder. According to Calcio Mercato, Edu is, quote, obsessed with this guy. Uh, 22 years of age, only moved to Frankfurt recently, has got a season or two under his belt. £20 million initial kind of estimated figure. He signed for around £6, £7 million from Bronby. Um, so after a season and a bit, I think, you know, £20 million is probably fair. Maybe a bit more if Frankfurt want to charge more, of course. Ten appearances so far this season. Three goals, zero assists. Has suffered with three specific injuries in his career. I've not watched loads of him. I'll be very honest with you. I've watched a fair few clips of him and kind of highlights of him. Likes to drop in, likes to receive the ball with his back to goal, spin, play like kind of little one-touch things. Kind of, If you imagine like he takes the ball just after the halfway line, plays little one-touch spins, turns, runs, kind of those types of players. 
creative, really good measured passer of the ball at times, really f- good at finding kind of a, uh, a central striking pass and can get into the box and score goals, likes to get into the box, likes to get onto the end of opportunities. So he is highly rated. I hear a lot of people who watch plenty of Danish football see him as kind of the next big Danish player coming out of the those kind of age bracket. So he's one to keep an eye on. Um, I don't think Arsenal need him, though. Erdegaard, Fabio Vieira, Smith-Rowe, again, same kind of thing as Asensio, even though he plays a different position. I'm not sure why Arsenal would look to that kind of position at the moment. I don't think it makes all that much sense to do that. Maybe one for the future, potentially, if we want to add more and we've kind of established that Vieira is going to play either a wider role or a number eight role and we need another competitor for Odegaard, maybe. But I don't really see why this one makes all that much sense at the moment. But who knows? Arsenal have gone out and spent money on players I didn't expect them to before and then it's ended up making sense like Ben White and to a lesser extent, I suppose, Vieira, although we still need to see where he's going to end up playing. So who knows? But Jesper Lindstrom is the last one. And uh, yeah, some really intriguing options. I'd love to know what you've been saying, of course, in the live chat box. I'll look back at the chat box once I get back. But of course, if you're watching on playback, let us know in the comment section down below how you're feeling about the potential to sign players in the January window. For me, the two players that you can see on your screen, Danilo and Mudrik, they would be my personal two additions that I'd like to see made in January. I don't see Arsenal spending upwards of 50 million, and I think it would take that much to get both players in, in January. So I feel it's like one or the other. Who is more needed? If Elneny is fully back and fit by January, I might lean more towards signing Mudrik as a potential wider option. It also depends on how good Marquinhos shows to be between now and then too. Danilo could end up being a better player for us in that sense. But I'm really keen to know what you guys think. I'm sure you've been leaving your comments throughout the show on the live show. And of course, down in the comment section as well. I'll try and read through as many of those when I get an opportunity. I'm sure sunning myself with a cocktail by poolside. And I will try and read through as many of those as I can. I hope you've enjoyed this briefer show, uh, looking at the potential January transfer targets that Arsenal might look to bring in. Uh, If you have done, please do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications tuned on. And make sure you tune in tomorrow at 8am for the next show along our schedule of the Honeymoon series. See you soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.